This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1718, How to Raise Children with Minimalist Preferences, by Rachel Jones of NourishingMinimalism.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another parenting edition here on Optimal Relationships Daily, the show that is all about improving your relationships through the daily narration of different articles that teach you all about relationship skills and approaches. I'm Greg Audino, the guy reading to you each day. And today, I will be sharing another one from Rachel Jones of Nourishing Minimalism, this time about how to instill the value of minimalism into your children. So let's see what Rachel's got for us as we optimize your life. How to Raise Children with Minimalist Preferences by Rachel Jones of NourishingMinimalism.com Before we get into the how-to part of this post, I would like to issue a disclaimer. You can do all you can to influence a person, child, and in the end, there is no guarantee what their preferences will be, how organized they'll be, or if they will care even one iota about the state of their surroundings, at least enough to take their own action to change it. Situations in our life will affect us and mold us to an extent, and an extreme can lead to severe habits to try to compensate the other extreme. So, as you walk through this life with your children, Keep a balanced perspective. Be flexible on the number of items they own. Don't freak out when they bring dollar store stuff home from a birthday party. And don't force them to hang on to things because you see the sentimental value to it. Start young. Obviously, if you started on your simplified journey after you were already in the throes of raising children, this step is impossible. But if you have a baby or toddler, you can begin teaching them now. Talk about things. I can't stress this enough. Personally, I had to learn to talk to my children. Not that I didn't speak to them, but I didn't talk to them in a way to help them understand things that we were doing or going to do. I would talk to them about school and listen to their stories, but I neglected to tell them that I had been planning all week. Saturday, we're going to declutter the toys. And I never mentioned it until I was grabbing a garbage bag and heading towards their bedroom. Talking is essential to decluttering, Because there is an emotional process that we have to go through as we get rid of things. It's important for children to understand what is normal, that feelings are okay, and the importance of acknowledging and working through those feelings. Their space needs to be their space. Don't go through stuff while they're away. Don't toss the junky toys and papers without asking permission. Let them feel like they have a say of what stays and what goes in their space. If you get rid of things while they're gone, they will begin to hide things and fear your decluttering, which will turn them more into hoarding tendencies. Remember, we are aiming for balance. As you help them think through what they should keep and what they should discard, avoid pressuring them to keep certain sentimental things. As adults, getting rid of gifts is very difficult. But if the child is willing to do that, don't impose any guilt or shame on them. Just bite your tongue and let them get rid of the item. Involve them in the process. This goes right along with the previous two points. Talk to your children and let them have a say. Talk about the organizations you donate to. What do they provide for the community? Who do they help? Talk to your child about how the things they give away provide homes and food and clothing for people that are struggling. Talk to them about how they feel when their room is clean and clear of clutter. When emotions come up, acknowledge them. It's okay to feel sad that their favorite shirt is too small. Ask if the child wants you to take a picture of it so they can remember. It's okay if they don't like an outfit that grandma gave them. Grandma wanted to express her love, and they showed appreciation at the time, so they have the freedom to give it away, 
It's okay to get rid of an unfinished project if they took up knitting and got through four inches of a scarf before acknowledging that it frustrated them. There's no need to keep it and feel guilty for not finishing it. Give them permission to let things go. Making organizing fun. Give each item a home. You can use labels and mark places out on a shelf like those table setting placements that show the designated spot for the plate, fork, knife, and spoon. Have shelves, bins, and hooks for the things that they need. Talk about their habits and how organizing should flow with them. If they come in the bedroom door and drop their backpack, place a hook on the wall near the door so they can put it on the hook. If they have their Lego set up on the windowsill, have a shelf with a Lego bin near the window so it's easy for them to get things out and put them away. Lead by example. The more changes they see you make, the cleaner and calmer your home becomes, the more it will inspire those living with you to participate. For example, you can't expect them to make their bed and put their clothes away every day if you never make your bed and your clothes are all over the floor and dresser in your bedroom. Let them see you putting in the effort with your own things, the areas of the house where you are the only one that it matters to. Show them how many items you got rid of, Show them how you gave the remaining things a home. Let them see your bed is made and the clothes are put away. You just listened to the post titled, How to Raise Children with Minimalist Preferences, by Rachel Jones of NourishingMinimalism.com. Okay, and thanks to Rachel for that one. Another mother who dares to involve her family and children in minimalism. Not always an easy task. That's why I love this list of hers today. And I really love all the emphasis on smoothing the emotional transition for kids especially. Of course, that goes a very long way for all of us, not just kids. And it strengthens communication while simultaneously forgoing any surprises. And make sure that while you're communicating what this minimizing is all about, you're not just explaining why it's happening, but also explaining how it will benefit them so that they have something to look forward to. Maybe they'll have more space to play, They'll have more time on their hands. They'll help someone so much by donating, etc. Surely, if you are a believer in minimalism, you can see how it offers a host of benefits to all areas of life. So, consider how these benefits align with your child's values and really focus on those particular benefits when explaining all of it to them. And with that, we have reached the end of another great episode, parents. Thank you once more to Rachel, and thanks to all of you for being here and listening, subscribing, and sharing. Have a terrific and safe Friday, and I'll hope to see you again tomorrow for the Saturday show. That's where your optimal life awaits.